Welcome to Weird World. Welcome to Weird Weird World. <laughs> weird. God damn it. Weird World. Weird Weird, weird <laughs> World podcast. Weird, weird World. God damn it. Weird World, which I can't freaking say. So I'm gonna say that that's two words for me, please. Weird World. Weird Dad. World. That show. Dad, shut your mouth. How's this? How's hey, Rachel, the forgotten daughter. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about Satan. <laughs> he was <laughs> never. Square. Oh. And speci- I want to be a science teacher. <laughs> Uh, and we'll have to put a picture of Aaron's bangs on our. Oh, on shit. Our- yes. Look, it's Savage. There you have it. Da, 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 da. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> <laughs> I saved it for the podcast. Why? <laughs> okay, now we can go. Hi, everybody. That was Dean. No, you're not playing that. Welcome to the Weird World Podcast. Carrie has been in the garage, huffing stain. <laughs> she has. And she came out here and had like two sips of wine, and she's lost it. She's just mm-hmm. been playing our voices fast because she's never heard of Alvin and the Chipmunks. It's hilarious. Oh, is dying with laughter. <laughs> Who are uh, you? I deleted it. Otherwise, I would have put it into the podcast. Okay. What's your name? Uh, my name's Carrie. My name's I'm, Dean. Uh, I'm Jack. Why you got to do this? I'm I don't know. Aaron. I went out of order. He yeah. Screw everything up. Mm-hmm. My bad. Mm-hmm. Hold on to your hats, everybody. Dean's got a remarkable story to tell us. (laughs) Wow. So you're going to oversell it today instead of just me. I didn't say it was the most anything. I just said it's remarkable. I'm going to say this is the most remarkable, (laughs) most remarkable, uh, uh, weird story to come out of Switzerland from the the first half of the 19th century. I think I can stand by that. Weirder than cheese with holes? Cheese with holes goes way before that, Carrie. You're talking about my people here. I'm Swiss, part Swiss. You guys are half part Swiss. We're just white, okay. Half part Swiss. <laughs> I'm half part Swiss. So today, I, this is a show I like to call the Swiss Miss versus Satan. Now, can you do the little Satan, Satan, Satan thing? Yes, oh, I can. Oh, my, my God. God. That'd be awesome. You have to admit. That's the conversation you have off the podcast. This episode is really going to come together in post. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's give some background. We are in the little town of Wiedlesbach. It's in northern Switzerland, as I'm sure you know. It's a farmer named John Peter lives there, and he has six kids. Five daughters, one uh, son. The son is named Casper. Mm -hmm. Like the friendly ghost. No, the mattress. Ooh, Sponsor us. A- Who? Casper <laughs> Mattress. Oh, okay. The last... <laughs> I'm just passing right over there. He the doesn't l- listen to ads. He's a skipper. I am a skipper. <gasps> I'm skipper. not going to lie. Not a Don't chipper. forget to use code buttlover69 <laughs> at checkout for a 420% off code. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was a really? Lot of you didn't use 69%. Well, I already, already did 69 yeah, yeah. But double down. Mm-mm. No, absolutely not. That's wrong. So the, uh, that, the li- wait, that wouldn't be believable. 69% discount? Yeah. 420% than 420%. is really believable to you, Oh, Carrie? I thought she said for a 20% discount. <laughs> no. Okay. Oh, mom's <laughs> so innocent. She is, you're adorable, Carrie. And you've been huffing stain. Yeah. I mean, she just found out about uh, speeding up voices for comedy. <laughs> That's true. Uh, the last of the children of John Peter was a daughter named Margareta. You'll hear that name a lot. She was born in 1794. Right after her birth, her mom went up and died. Went up and died? (laughs) When she went up to the Alps? She went up the mountain? She went up to heaven. All right. 
and she yeah, died. She died and then went to heaven in that order. And that left John with just six kids. Margareta was, just. however, the golden child. She was, the whole family kind of doted on her. She grew up very smart, very charismatic. Even as a, a child, she was super, super, super devotedly religious, right? Mm. And she'd have these biblical, theological discussions with the pastor at a fairly young age. Oh she God. also started essentially preaching to the family at a very young age. What the uh. And they followed her. They were part of a, um, a, a Protestant offshoot called Zwinglianism. Ooh, I feel like I've heard of that before, actually. <laughs> Carrie's laughing at the religion of my people. Zwinglianism. Yes, it was founded Probably by a Swiss theologian like named Huldrych Zwingli. Zwingli. Zwing- it's Zwing- be. It's I'm going to go Shut up. No. Uh, in the 16th century, it was a super literal sect that took the Bible as an unerring word of God. So they, she started from a very, 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 you know, serious religious place. And she took it up another, you know, 10 notches and would later take it up another infinity notches. She was, but, but she was like kind of this prodigy, right? She's reading the Bible at the age of six. And then, and like I said, she would summon the family around and like preach to them as a child. And they would like, yes, go on. And they, I mean, absolutely followed her. She had a calling. She absolutely had a calling. She was very good at it. And she, well, she was. She encouraged the family to be to to fear God and, and lead pious lives. That's freaky. Oh, I don't like a the fear bit. of God thing. Oh, no, yeah. they were very much Is a fear of God. Is that not a little thing. creepy to anyone else? The, the early, small child preaching? A uh, little bit. I prefer. I, I prefer a loving God. I bet they were never invited to any party. <laughs> like, don't invite Is that your kid. kid their kid. Tell us what... Their kid will fucking preach to us. Like, <laughs> yeah, and on Valentine's Day in fourth grade, ain't nobody gave her mm-hmm. Valentine's because mm-hmm. she was just gonna quote a Bible verse at him. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would ruin it. That just she, pro- it. she probably told the whole class it was evil to dress up for Halloween too. I, you know, oh, girl, I, I had with no that too. Question. That's a pagan would. holiday. Yeah. No, absolutely. Old girl in my first grade class convinced me it was satanic. I remember. <laughs> you bought it? Yes, I was a, I was 6. I complained what to the teacher. What were you that year? I complained to Miss Wilson. Ooh. Oh, she didn't do anything. She told me to yeah. scratch God out of my language. What? Because I would say, oh my God, and she would oh. get mad at me. And <laughs> I'd be like, sorry, Miss Wilson, this is a public school. I didn't really say that. You didn't I say that. Six. No, you're 6. Okay. But I kept saying, oh my God, because fuck that bitch. <laughs> wow, kidding. you had a foul mouth six year old. I actually liked Miss Wilson. She was Bugged nice it. otherwise. Yeah. But I have issues um, okay. with her oh. approach. Yeah, she didn't believe me. Are we doing an after school special? Yes, or we are. A Swiss no, an after school special would support Miss Wilson. Okay. Uh, so Margareta <laughs> came to dominate the family, including her very weak willed father. Her siblings also followed her like acolytes. Remember, they're all older, older than her, much yeah. older than her. In fact, by this, by. Um, her oldest brother was married, divorced, or separated, and moved back home. And he still followed her like this, you know. Uh, they probably w- thought she was like something special. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie suddenly realizes her vocabulary is not up to it. Finishing that sentence, <laughs> she's something special. You know, they finally felt like she was. Yeah, <laughs> I got, I've been sniffing stain. <laughs> like maybe she was chosen by God. Yes, yes, Probably. very much Jesus so. Very much so. Issue with that already. She uh, <laughs> just tone it down. Margaret, Margareta, I'm sorry, told her family, you know, what to do, how to act, and uh, how to be very pious. And even after the events that I'm going to tell you about in this podcast here, which are going to be shocking, her family still stood by her. And said that Margarita, Margareta, 
Uh, Her father said, I am assured that my youngest daughter was set apart by God for some extraordinary purpose. Told you. This is after. What is going to happen, happened. Keep that in mind. So, in her 20s, Margareta, she actually goes off and she she lives with her uncle for a time to run his farm. And when she's there, it's a different town, right? When she's there, she meets this group called the Pietist. And this was a group, a sect that was kind of starting to percolate around Europe in the late 18th, early 19th century, or sometime in the 18th century, and they were, it was all about piety, as you can tell by the name. So it was all about people being super, super pious, being as sinless as possible, hmm. which Good luck. Okay, is so impossible. how did Margareta feel about her oldest brother being uh, separated from his wife? I'm sure she told me he was a bad boy, and, and I'm sure he accepted that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, Margareta became pretty obsessed with sinfulness, and eventually, though, that she felt that she had a direct connection to... You know who. G-O-D. God. Yes, she did. She felt she was special. She felt that God had a plan for her. And that's always a good sign for a future cult leader. Naturally, by the way, age 23, she, feeling that God had a plan for her specifically, she went out and started preaching. This was not uncommon. This is actually fairly common. You'd have just kind of revivalist preachers. You, you do still, of course. But they'd travel from town to town in Europe and gather a crowd, I, I guess, I don't know, advertise, and just start preaching. And I'm sure pass the hat around. They do that yeah. at college campuses too. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that seems more organized. It's like I'm just going out and preach, and lots of people did it. <laughs> and you might be surprised, by the way, but a lot of towns were had none of it. They're they're be considered disruptive. So like the burgers or the the town, you know, worthies, whatever. If they were too disruptive, they'd say, you know what. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. And they'd send them packing. That happened routinely. When you quote MTV Cribs, you know it's real. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I did not know I was quoting MTV Cribs, needless to say. Exhibit. Sponsor us. Yeah, okay. (laughs) So she moves back home, right? And she starts to develop a bit of a following. There's a maid named Margaret Yagli who who is living at home. She was hired by when um, Margaret was gone. And uh, Margaret Yagli immediately falls under Margareta's sway. And she, uh, Margaret Yagli is epileptic, so she's hoping that Margareta will cure her of her le- epilepsy. Yeah. You're barking mm. up the wrong tree. There's another uh, woman living there named Ursula Kundig. She's 19. She had fled. She heard about right, Margareta. So she flees home <laughs> with, from an abusive father, and she, tells, and she basically gives herself to Margareta. She says, I want you to be my spiritual guide through life and eternity. So she's, just, she's 23, but she's already developing this, this very, very, very loyal following. She becomes something of a kind of a local legend. And by, by the way, she's seen as very saintly, as very pious, even though I, you know, I'm sure that the locals thought she's kind of weird, but she's, she's still respected and seen as very yeah. saintly and pious, which again, will kind of a little bit play up uh, later. She, so she wasn't a hypocrite. No, God, no. She pra- practiced what she uh, preached. Well, you know what? Yeah. We'll see. Well, yeah. Oh, we'll just see about that. Okay. So Ooh. one of her followers was a cobbler named John Moser. And I'm, I'm telling you this to indicate just how loyal they were. He, his mom, John Moser's mom, his aging mom, wasn't a big fan of Margareta. Why? Just didn't believe Stay, I mean, remember, this is an, uh, uh, a sect. They're, they're, if oh, you belong to the whatever, the Lutheran or the yeah. Zwingli or whatever, you don't belong to her sect, right? It's something that it's, it's, it's kind of like a cult. I'm a good Episcopalian. I don't fucking <laughs> know Margareta. <laughs> yeah, in Switzerland. <laughs> so um, she thought that Margareta, 
uh, lacked, quote, saving grace. So I don't know. And 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 oh. the son, John Moses, says, okay, mom, you get the hell out of my house. What? Booted her out. Well, that's not very Christian. You don't like Margareta? That is not very Christian. You don't. What happened to honor thy mother? Mm, not for her. Not for him. The younger brother, by the way, his name, uh, Moser, his name is Conrad Moser. Conrad. He also was not a huge fan of Margareta. What? Oh, yeah. I mean, he wasn't what? like, he just wasn't quite fan enough. But unlike his mom, they needed uh, Conrad, the younger brother, in the business. He was useful <laughs> to them. Oh. So instead of kicking him out, they starved him <laughs> until he uh, saw the light. And became a fan of Margareta. How Christian. <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah. I, so those are, that's just kind of to, to give you an illustration of just how loyal her followers were. Yeah, she a cult. Mm, which will play a huge role in what is to come. God, loyal followers just creep me out no matter where. I mean, they're just like, either you're a Pokemon villain or... <laughs> what is that? What? But they also, got loyal followers. They got oh. grunts. But also, it sounds like they started it. She didn't demand this of them, did she, Margretta? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I could see her implying within her scripture uh, yeah. that you should do whatever I say. I don't know. Until she I was, otherwise. I, I will say this. I think she's good. No. She, she was very, very self-centered. It was all about... Margareta was all about Margareta. She had this. You, you, she had the the direct line with God. She had the special power. She was the special chosen one, and she had the special um, goal battle to come. So another convert was named Barbara Bauman. It's another quick illustration. She was the wife of a blacksmith. The husband blacksmith. He was not a convert to Margareta. So Margaret. Mar, uh, so Barbara said, "Okay, no problem." Boom, left the house and shacked up with a guy named Habulzol, Habulzol, who was a, a properly what? pious, true believer. So they didn't get irony because think yeah. about it. I, we're about being pious. Pious. So I'm gonna leave my husband and shack up with yeah. a true believer like me. So that's not quite mm. jibing. <laughs> mm, don't trust it. <laughs> who don't you trust? I don't trust any of it. <laughs> Uh, I'll tell you about one more uh, devotee named Jacob Morph. He's very important because he, he lived a few miles away or several miles away in a town. He was about 30. He was married. He was said to be small with a head like a pumpkin. Wait. So I like wait. him already. That like was Stewie? <laughs> no, me at the age of three. Hey, Arnold. <laughs> That's true. Now, it's more of an orange. It's more of a That's perfectly basketball. round. Yeah. Not basketball. perfectly round. It was bulbous. Mm, it was pretty round. It was yeah, big. Watermelon it was with a couple rubber bands around it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. How about a cantaloupe? No, mm. watermelon. Okay, honey, do. I want so, watermelon. No, nah, I want some watermelon too. Thanks a lot. Sure. By about 1820, Margareta was traveling around all over the canon, preaching as far as Zurich, which is about 85 kilometers away. How many miles is that? A lot. Yep. 12. A lot of miles. Oh, good one, <laughs> I liked my estimate. Mom did something else. I was gonna. That was just my placeholder. I'm oh, gonna stick it? it in after I calculate. I said a it. real the word number. Eh. What did you say? Twelve. Mm, it's not. That's <laughs> off. Still technically the closest. So uh, Jacob Morph became very devoted to Margareta, and again he's married, and he began living at the Peter farmhouse for stretches of time. And when Margareta would travel around, she usually stay at the house of a you know disciple. Mm, Jacob Morph would find his way to the disciples' house and stay there for a while. Hmm. Interesting. Morph's wife finally had enough of it. She called him home. Margareta said, hey, I think it's time to go preach in the city of Ilnau, where Jacob lived. And when she was done preaching for that spell, she took Jacob away with her again. 
and they wrote all kinds of notes. I have to read you these notes. And I'll, I'll just read you a couple of snippets. But they, they would write these letters to each other. So Margaret, sorry. I'm sorry, Morph. <laughs> what? Hazel. What she, she nibbles. <laughs> She's vicious. So um, Morph wrote this letter to Margaret. It said, my dear child, your dear letter filled me with joy. When we parted, I was forced to go aside where none might see to the relieve my heart with tears. No. I lay as one senseless for an hour. Oh, why are you so unutterably dear to me? She wrote back to him, Oh, how great is my love. It is stronger than death. Oh, how dear you are to me. I could hug you to my heart a thousand times. What? So the wife finds these letters and says, Dick, what's going on here? To her husband, I'm assuming. And, and he's just aghast. He's like, yeah, of course I love her. Spiritually. Say that, Aaron. Okay, this is rude. <laughs> um, I have being a set up. speech impediment, and that Barely. word is difficult for me. Try so it. are all of them, apparently. Yeah. What the fuck was that? Spirituality. That's good. Because right. I but the word is spiritually. Yeah, also wasn't the word close enough. requested. <laughs> I'm going to accept that. I can't do anything. But Aaron, you nailed it. Yeah, you did. You did. <laughs> so uh, so anyway, Margaret. Um, about this time, Margareta, to speak to what you were saying earlier, Carrie, she disappeared along with her extremely devoted sister Elizabeth, and was gone for a few months. Hmm. What do you think is happening in her absence? She's gone long enough to have with, a baby. You think? Where the authorities <laughs> go to John Peter's house and says, "Where are your daughters? You need to produce them post haste, or we're going to fine you." Okay. Were they not adults? Yeah. They were, but this is Switzerland in the 1800s. So I don't know. I think that maybe people thought there was foul play. I don't know. Didn't matter. A little while later, they do show up, and, but Margareta is said to be kind of changed. She's, she's just, she looks white and weak, someone what? said. So she, you be the judge what was happening. She was white before. Let's okay, well, maybe she like was ill. Maybe she had a touch of the consumption. Mm. <laughs> nah, You're. she was just on a convenient 40-week sabbatical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's my theory. I won't, I'm not going to talk about it, but there was a time where she, some letter of her said something about my dear child... I'm not sure. So I, I think she had a kid. Anyway, that's she just... She have cankles that's just, afterwards? Uh, Did she leave with perfectly sculpted cows and uh, feet, but come back with cankles? What are you saying? You know your mother has had four children. I know. Okay, go ahead and crawl out of that. No. What are you saying about your... Are you saying your mother has cankles? No, okay, my mother... You're, you're the one who's going to have to crawl out of it pretty soon. <laughs> babies, I don't fly. babies will literally make your feet grow size. I thought they. Put your feet up on the table, Carrie. Yeah, my my feet are bigger. I thought they shrink back down. No, they stay big. Yeah, I did not know that. Hormones. I am not getting pregnant. She would have kinkles for like the month after she got pregnant. She would have kinkles forever. You know, in the record, there's no mention of kinkles. Just FYI. But also, so the F what? Are, yeah, are we gonna, gonna slut shame her? There was no, no. Uh, whoa. You know, he was married. Why? Are we gonna and she was preaching piety and sinlessness. So, yeah, let's shame her in some way. Let's hypocrite shame. There you go. Hypocrisy. We got to have some uh, kind of shaming left, Carrie. Don't why? take it all from why? us. Why? She loved her followers who were. Yeah, she really did. Were, were leaving <laughs> their. <laughs> no, she loved her follower who left his wife and or who left her husband and shacked up with another guy. That's not hypocritical. What? Right? What? How I'm not following. Yeah, no, not at all. The, the it's one, super hypocritical. The one woman. Yeah. Her follower. Yes. That left her husband. Yes. Yes. Because he wasn't a follower. Mm-hmm. And shacked, and shacked up, up with another, with another guy. follower. Yes. Did Margreta cast her out and say, you sinner, go away? No. She probably welcomed her not, and that, her. That's not what not being hypocritical means, though, Carrie. That's hypocritical. That's forgiving, perhaps, but it's still hypocritical. I mean, she teaching piety and she kicking yeah. out. What didn't the guy... 
who Conrad, his mom, <laughs> didn't I kick out his mom from his home well, yeah. based on her yes. teachings? And that's yes. terrible. However, <laughs> Christianity does not preach perfection, okay. you guys realize. Uh, you keep you keep going ahead and taking the side of Margaret, and we'll see how you end up at the end of this podcast. Yeah, Karen. you're going to regret that. You are going to I'm go. not necessarily taking Margaret's yeah, side. Yeah, it sounds like you are. But you're pro-Margaret. She's taking Jesus' side. <laughs> well, just Christianity, I mean... Obviously, some Christians are horrible, <laughs> but Christianity in itself does not pr- say you have to be perfect no, to I be know. a good Christian. I know, but it is also what it, I'm saying. It, in many cases, it becomes a get out of jail free card. Yep, that's what all every super conservative uh, politician yeah. who gets caught cheating on their wife or, or or whatever with a boy in a public bathroom. Ask for forgiveness, cries, and and gets away with it, and that's hypocrisy. Says I've repented, yeah. and all is forgiven. As long as you repent, you're good. No, that's no, bullshit. Larry Craig. I don't think that's so. I'm not buying <laughs> it. Or Jimmy Swagger. I mean, the, the list is endless. So anyway, now it's going to start to get weird. So on her return, now Margareta comes back, and she and Elizabeth, her sister, who's her most devoted disciple, stay in the room up in her. The, the, I guess it's a large bedroom. All night, all day long. They, they shut the, the shutters and they close the drapes or whatever, and they stay in this darkened room praying and meditating, and Margareta would you know, preach to her sister literally all day long. And then at night, she'd come downstairs into the you know, ground floor in a big sitting room in the, uh, in the ground floor of the house, and she would preach to some disciples that came over to, to hear the word. And this was all day, every day. So it's starting to get very sort of cloistered and, you know, yeah. Close. Like a nocturnal preacher. Yes. She creepy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was creepier. Yes. Aaron, stop what? picking your teeth on, on a <laughs> what the heck? On a podcast. It's Goulston. Um it's an audio podcast. I know, but we can probably hear the sound of your popcorn kernel come out of your tooth. What? I don't I'm know. Tired. Oh, that's good. So Margareta, <laughs> speak up. Take a quick nap. Yeah. Okay. No, <laughs> Three minute nap. Margareta becomes a prophet at this point. Nope. She begins telling her <laughs> <laughs> the beginning of the end. She tells her followers and her family of this great tr- trial that is soon to come and will test them, but mostly it's going to test her. Behold, she says, I see the host of Satan drawing nearer and nearer to Uh-oh. encompass me. He strives to overcome me. Let me alone that I may fight him. And she- then she suddenly. She suddenly lured, got, you know, jumped up from her bed where she was preaching and started um, l- just running around the room, throwing her fist and hands in the air like she's having some, like she's battling Ooh. some ghostly Satan. Who are you fighting? She's fighting Satan. She's the arch fiend himself who's in that room and she was having a knockdown, drag out fight with him. Hmm. We'll just have to believe that it was really Satan there that she's beating. VR is really immersive. <laughs> yeah, she got she got the early generation of the Oculus Rift. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she did. This would be a cool VR game too, by the way. Fighting Satan? Yeah, that sounds like a bad Satan. LSD trip. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. I like it. I'm fighting Satan, bro. <laughs> Increasingly, she feels like she is under like personal threat. Like her hmm. safety. Satan is coming for her. Her and hurt her. Christians in America now too. Yeah, but she is again. It really is. It's always about her, and she's the special one. You, you, you get that when you read about this. She's something special. She's very special. She <laughs> just like I said. She was the main target of the devil. Satan was here for a bunch of, to collect souls, souls, and she and only she could stand in his way. No. I mean, literally, Margaret felt that she was the last hope of humanity to, to save from the devil. 
and and she believed it. I will say that from everything I've read, and most of this is from a, a, a single source, um, but a, a very uh, who wrote a book called Twenty Four Historic Oddities in the Late Nineteenth Century in English. I'm drawing a blank on the name, but it's it's very well attested to and went to original sources from the Swiss courts in in this period. So. Her family and her, she believed it, what she said. Her family and her followers absolutely believed the literal truth, that, that Satan was there and fighting her, and she had to kick Satan's ass. Was it like an invisible well, like entity? Apparently. Would, I mean, when you said that she said the avatar or whatever of Satan is coming for me, I thought she was just going to go outside to pick a random human and no. physically fight them. No, it was, it was right there in the room. Uh-oh. Satan was in the room, and That's she scarier, she had of. to beat off Satan. Well, hold on. I should probably... <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> I should probably rephrase that. Just a little. <laughs> <laughs> so her fa- her, no one, by the way, stood up to her. No one resisted her. They were completely, her family and her followers were just completely spellbound. So she must have been extremely charismatic. Well, um... Well, That's the word for it. Well, you know, no one, no one questioned, questioned anything she said, and she's going to say some increasingly absurd things. I think they were too far in. They were very far in. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They're like, I've committed. Yep. Once she starts with invisible Satan, I just got to go yep. along with it. They were balls deep in this church. They were balls <laughs> deep. <laughs> I just made myself laugh. Yeah, we know. Um, <laughs> Gary's looking at me with a combination of disgust and mirth. The mirth, I believe, from the stain that she's been having. No, she's just thinking about when she oven and the chipmunks did voice earlier. <laughs> she, yeah. is, she keeps on going back to that. And having I'm going to listen to this whole episode. Oh, oh my God. God. And at double speed. speed. Oh, you're, yep. you're weird. So they, ne- they let no one from outside the, the sect into the house. Like if... Um, a neighbor came by and knocked and wouldn't know what's going on. They'd just ignore that person until they went away. If uh, thank you for <laughs> explaining what that's not that's me as fuck. <laughs> explaining that's my to style. us what well, I mean, someone outside the sector. But they had, but apparently they also had like a knock. So if a, if a follower knocked, they would. I don't know if it's a secret knock, or whatever. But they'd yeah, and they'd answer the door, <laughs> let that person in, and then immediately rebar the door. So they're really closing themselves off. From anyone, I'm, well, so I'm, I'm guessing they got to keep Satan out. That's true. I mean, that's true. Cult. That I is sort of that. like par for the course with a cult. That's true. So things start getting intense. I mean, I imagine <laughs> spending every day. Every day you're in prayer and meditation. Every night you're listening to you know end times sermons. The ramblings of a twenty-something-year-old girl. <laughs> I mean, that's once difficult for me to imagine. It is difficult. So that's every <laughs> night, right? So you've been doing that for a while. Mm-hmm. Okay, feel that, you know, set Got yourself, it. put yeah. yourself there, right? It's dark. She's just gone, blah, 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 Satan, Satan, Satan. Suddenly, there's there's a couple of women are doing spinning yarn on spinners. Oh, I, I can imagine that. I know you can. <laughs> oh, my God. And there's in. She starts to, oh, come on. Now this has got interesting. Oh, handicraft. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Pinterest. Is... So <laughs> suddenly one of the logs, uh, a knot in the logs, pops loudly. So one of the, Margaret Yagli, threw down her spinning wheel, dropped to her knees, and screamed, Harkin, Satan is banging at the window. He wants me. He will fetch me. She then goes into convulsions and foams at the mouth. Remember, she's uh, epileptic. Epilepsy. So that was from a knot on a log popping suddenly. That's how freaking on edge these people are at this point. So this is life in the uh, Peter farmhouse. Peter. Margareta hears this, comes downstairs from her bedroom, and... 
yells, Depart, thou murderer of souls, accursed one, to, to hellfire. Wilt thou try to rob me of my sleep that was lost? <laughs> so she's literally nocturnal. She's, well, she's also like, what, she's napping? Yeah. And so and she's, she's not like, pissed off her follow got possessed. She's pissed off Satan woke her up. She's like Honestly, a mom. me. <laughs> <laughs> she took off that sleep mask. I guess. Satan, I was totally in REM sleep. This mm-hmm. is bullshit. Get out of her. I guess. I don't know why I had to talk like a valley girl, but I did. So Margaret and Satan said, said Satan that had made a nest in their house Satan. under the roof. So Satan was in a nest no, right under the roof. <laughs> no, he is because he's under the roof. He's here right now. He's All just right. under the roof. He's in a nest. Yeah. That, that seems just weirdly specific to me. I like Magpie Satan. <laughs> <laughs> this is Magpie Satan. And he's there. So he's now in the house, right? It's getting serious. They all must prepare for the coming Armageddon to drive the devil away. She wrote to Jacob Morph, her boy toy, and said, come join him for the fight. The battle's approaching. The battle's about to begin. He does. And so right here, the battle's about to begin right here in that Peter farmhouse in, in rural Switzerland, and it is not going to end well for anyone. So it's time to beat the devil. It's March 1823. Margareta believes she is the only one who stands against Satan and could, could win this battle. She's surrounded by her followers, and she's like mumbling prayers in the darkened room every night and every day. Every now and again, she would, be, uh, she would just sort of burst out with something like, here's one, I am sore straightened. <laughs> I, I don't know. I am in anguish, but I refresh my soul at the prospect of the coming exaltation. Another time she yelled, my struggle with Satan is severe. And she warned that the devil had souls on his side he had possessed for 200 or 300 years. So she's getting them, you know, warmed up. Elizabeth, by the way, would, would occasionally chime in and also say she saw whatever hallucination that Margareta saw. Oh Elizabeth God. would say, like, I see it too. There's the devil. She's literally <laughs> the lefu of Margareta. <laughs> she, uh, she's an enabler. And then all of a sudden Margareta started prophesizing, and this is awesome to me. She prophesied that Napoleon was attacking them. What? This is 1823. Napoleon's dead for two years. Yeah, he's been dead. Okay. She also said, and she said, Napoleon's coming after us. He's here. Also, you know who else was there to possess them? Rasputin. No, Napoleon's son, the Duke of Reichstadt, who was 12 years old <laughs> and basically in the house arrest in Austria. Nice. So uh, why? I, I think Napoleon, remember yeah, Napoleon wasn't that far off. He was still, you know, raping and pillaging the countryside throughout Europe as late as 1814 and 15. This is not that. He was, he was like the great Satan for everybody who wasn't French, probably for a generation or two afterwards. So Napoleon was okay. just the, the go-to boogeyman, I, I think. That's how I interpret it. Oh, so he's like their Hitler. Kind of, and, and Yeah. And worse, because the son is still worse. alive. People were very worried oh. that the, the Napoleon forces were going to retake France and start all that shit all over again. Well, kind of like we are right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm sensing parallels. Yes, mm-hmm. not really. Um, Wait, we're making we them. Of? The Nazis yeah. again. Neo-Nazis. Oh, That's true. Okay. That's true. Charlottesville. Like Hashtag never forget. <laughs> so uh, others saw someone, someone in the room sees the evil spirit of Napoleon possessed possess Margaret Yagley. Another one sees that the, the, the son enter Elizabeth and possess her, right? And says that. So Elizabeth suddenly pops up and starts marching around the room like a, like a haughty little soldier, apparently the 12-year-old Napoleon Jr., uh, until Margareta comes over and expels the, the demon, and she just drops back down as, and is Elizabeth again. I think this Lucky. is a mall hypnotist show. <laughs> <laughs> 
That would be kind of that. I'm like Napoleon Junior. This is state fair. <laughs> so now uh, Margareta ha- start, starts having these regular battles with the demons. Right? She had a group go up to her room. Everybody had to lie face down on the dusty ass floor and pray for her to give her support for her battles with Satan. Well, you got to lay down. You, well, you got to plank. Yeah, you have to play <laughs> support prayer. <laughs> so suddenly, she, when this is happening, she suddenly shrieks, leaps to her feet, and she threw up her hands and started again running around the room. But this time, she started smashing the furniture. She starts oh. smacking the chairs and everything like that. And she shouts, the scoundrel, the murderer of souls. She found a hammer, and she started to pound the wall with the hammer. So the battles with Satan are escalating. Yagli then <laughs> starts another convulsion. Margareta says, go get me weapons. We need to fight the demons. The assemb- Everybody runs downstairs and gets like axes and clubs and anything nope. else they can get. A morning star. What's that? It's the thing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Your vocabulary is as good as Carrie's. It's like a mace, but without the chain. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, no. So just like a ball with spikes on the end? Yeah. How do you, how do you hold that? No. The morning star has a handle. Yeah. Uh, attached to a stick. But no chain. But no chain. Yeah, no Got chain. it. Stick on or ball on the end of a stick, yep. and there's a bunch of spikes on. Like nunchucks yep. without uh, chains, which exactly. are, are sticks. Which are just stick. sticks. Aaron deleted the stick, but not the <laughs> chain. <laughs> <laughs> I deleted both in my head too. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. So Margaret Yagley has another convulsion, right? Margareta calls for the weapons and everything, and uh, they come upstairs. Oh, and she also tells other followers while some people get weapons, others are told to bar and the door, shutter all the windows because it is go time, people. Uh, Satan doesn't need a door. That's true. That's, That's a good point. True. Well, I, they don't want it to be bothered by That's any of the non-believers either. That sounds like an old Southern proverb. Satan <laughs> <laughs> doesn't need a door. <laughs> that may actually be. I only have one wrinkle and I sit on it. If <laughs> Satan doesn't have a door. If God can lead you to it, he can lead you through it. <laughs> What's happening? How do you know these things? I do yeah. like Satan doesn't need to know it. That's good. <laughs> yeah, mom really made a pillow. Like that's a good embroidery. Yeah. If that's not a throw pillow, it should be. If I yeah. could cross stitch. You, if you I could. Care, I know you could. When I, you could. Yeah. <laughs> when you could. <laughs> what? In the future. In the past. You've lost that skill. <laughs> Uh, Margareta commands everyone to take weapons and just freaking wreck the place. What? Help, help, she cries. All of you, that Christ may not overcome me, strike, smite, cleave. Everywhere on all sides, the floor, the walls, it is the will of God. Smite on until I bid you stay. Smite and lose your lives if need be. So they start smiting. Everybody grabs a weapon and just starts trashing the place. What? Smashing the, the cupboards, the chairs, they shattered tables, chest. I, I don't understand why. I don't think they do either. They're fighting the devil, Carrie. He's in the cupboards and yes. the chairs and the... Yeah, you don't Have you ever heard of stress relief? <laughs> <laughs> if they just had spongy little balls. Yeah. God damn it. Get a fidget spinner. Yes, if they had fidget spinners in 1823 Switzerland. Mm-hmm. Damn it. They do. Never Some been bad invented. things wouldn't have happened. So they do this for three Hours straight. You know, I, I thought you were going to say days. That's tremendous exercise. That's a workout. They, I mean, they were, swe- they were sweating. Yeah, I would have gotten like w- two good swings in, like, with a <laughs> sledgehammer, and then I'd be I'm down. down. You'd need a nap. Like, I would have faked it. Faint. 
You, you can't. Oh, trust me. Yes, you can. Trust me. It's Whoa, gonna come up. this wall is not coming down. Margarita's on you. I'm totally hitting it with the hammer. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hitting as hard as I can. Whoa. Uh, Margarita is sitting on the bed the whole time urging them on, right? She would call out by name anyone who she thought was getting lazy. So, so she's laying there. Someone's got a fan on her. It's like feeding her grapes. And she's like, you there. She's like, Jacob. Pick up the Jacob. spade. <laughs> that is not good enough. She would point to a corner and scream for the person nearby to smite the devil who was hiding in the corner. She would, and sometimes Elizabeth, by the way, would join in and say, smite, strike on. He is the young Napoleon who entered into me and almost destroyed me. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> this would be a great time to, to like play the Benny Hill theme song. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's running around <laughs> like smashing furniture and shit like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my God. Smite the devil. Why hasn't this been a Monty Python song? I know. <laughs> well, you'll see. This so, is all fun and games, but there's going to be about 12 homeless people pretty soon. Yeah. Well, eventually, or actually, dead. right now, eventually, the, the wall on the outside, this is the, 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 sec- the first floor in Europe, the second floor in our world, uh, it, they break through the wall. So the whole wall yeah. leading to the outside world breaks down, right? Death. Surprise. And there is a crowd gathers outside to see these insane goings on as they're running around smashing furniture. Now through the open wall, they, they go outside and stand in the street and look up at this just, you know, uh, stunned. Because remember, she still was thought of as this pious, almost saintly person. So like, what the hell are they doing? It was one thing just to preach and preach and preach all day long and, and, and pray and meditate. But now they're doing some crazy shit and, and the townspeople are freaked out. I just wish there was video. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I would give my left arm I, just to see a video of this. Just to put do. it to the Benny Hill theme song. Yeah. Yes. You, you are obsessed with the Benny I Hill. I would yes. put it on YouTube, start a career. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when Margareta saw the people downstairs, she says, Behold them, the enemies of God, the host of Satan coming on, but fear them not, we shall overcome. So now... Just the people who are going, what are you people doing? Are the enemies of God and they're the the friends of Satan? Uh oh. It's a very much an us against them kind of mentality here. Familiar. So everyone finally gets exhausted and stops stops you know trashing the furniture. And so Margareta declares victory. Said, okay, Satan's gone at least for now. So she led them downstairs where no one could see them into the the main room on the ground floor. And she says, everybody, let's pray thanks for the victory. And okay, it's over, right? No. One hour later, it starts again, and now it's going to get even uglier. Margareta is starts with the Margareta in the middle of the assembled as they're praying on the floor again, you know, faces to the ground, because that's how they had to do it. <laughs> she orders everyone to rise suddenly and beat themselves on their heads and chest. Uh-oh. Like Tarzan? That's right. You heard me right. They, she orders them to kick their own asses. They obey. Of course they do. They I'll start. Kick your ass. I'll kick his ass. I'll kick my own ass. <laughs> That's what everyone was doing. They start beating themselves hard on their faces, their heads, their chest. They start beating themselves up. Seriously. I'd start I like pinching myself, myself like, ow. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> ooh that burns. Like, ooh, wow, this uh, really hurts. Ooh, you scratched me. All people are like picking me. Mm, it didn't draw blood, but Breaking ow. their own arms. That was, a, that was a family guy thing. Mm-hmm. So um, Elizabeth apparently wasn't very wasn't strong enough, right, to beat the devil out of herself. So she went up to her sister and she said, "Oh Margaret, do thou strike me? Let me die for Christ." Oh my so God. she basically begged her sister to beat the crap out of her, right? 
So Margareta rears back and punches her full in the face <laughs> with, with a close fist. Just fuck me up, fam. <laughs> Video. Okay, that? was there somebody sitting in the corner taking notes or something? How do we know all of this? Yeah, uh, uh, there was survived. lots of people there, and there yes, people survived. There was a quick oil painting. Why? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Witnesses. There's a woodblock print. Yeah. Yes, okay. but, but a quick one, a quick rendering in woodblock. Mm-hmm. So Margareta. So okay, so Margareta smacks her, smacks her a few more times. When her sister cried out in pain, Margareta Margareta yells at her, "Beat it! It is the wrath of God." And so the father is beat on. They're beating themselves up all over the room, right? Margareta is strolling around the room, exhorting them not to slacken their their self-beat down. So you can't do your little technique there. She'd come out and say, no, 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 that's not good enough. And uh, so Okay, wait, what was the purpose of this again? To beat Satan out. Carrie, you just don't get it, do you? No, I... No. Satan is there. Correct. They need to beat beat themselves silly to make Satan not be there anymore. This is obvious. Okay, so Satan's in them now? I'll say he's somewhere nearby. Okay. Okay. Just checking. This is the method. Don't question it. They're Satan adjacent. You didn't explain it well. (laughs) It's Satan. There's not much to explain. (laughs) Satan post office. Um, Box. P.O. Box. What? It's a thing. (laughs) Beverly Hills. No? No one? Uh, there's there's uh, people will will put their offices Beverly Hills adjacent or Beverly Hills PO um, meaning Beverly Hills post office post gotcha. office uh, so because they they don't really live in Beverly Hills uh, okay so her followers are beating themselves up her dad though doesn't seem to be quite as into it as she thinks he should be she's pulling an air he's pulling an errand and yeah. just like oh ooh oh my god that hurts so bad well, so they so just she, destroyed his house yeah well. They get, she gets in his face and says, Father, you do not beat yourself sufficiently. <laughs> <laughs> so what does she do? She starts punching him herself. Mm-hmm. She was like a hands-on cult leader, let me tell you right now. Yeah. He groans in pain. He's an old man, remember? And, she's, and she yells, I am only driving out the old Adam, Father. It does not hurt you. The old Adam? <laughs> I don't know what that means. Oh, Adam like in the Bible? I think so, yeah. That's Some weird. kind of thing for the devil? Something about uh, ribs. Something about ribs, sure. Delicious ribs. Barbecue Chili? ribs. Chili? Oh my god. She keeps he turns around to you know protect himself but she just starts walloping his back in the back of his head. Better than the front. Yeah, I suppose so. Finally the neighbors call to the local authorities. In this case is in Switzerland it's called the Amped Man. A M T M A N N. It's something what I can tell it's something a little bit kind of like a low-level magistrate, some kind of a legal, you know, official. And but the the local amped man says like I don't want any part of this. I'm gonna go tell the district amped man, his superior. And so he does. He passes the word to the higher up. That guy, the district guy, grabs a policeman and some other people, his secretary, and he heads back for Vildes Bach, where this is happening. He doesn't get there till about 10 p.m. There, right? When he gets there, things have kind of calmed down. No one's beating themselves up. So he says, "Okay, well, you know what? I'll leave a." police officer here or some kind of authority here. Watch the house. I'm going to go uh, get some shot eye at this neighbor's house. Tell me if anything <laughs> happens. Right? Did, did he not see anyone injured? Uh, yeah, I don't think he went into the house. He just, oh, they, they stood outside and like, they, they, you know, and they, the they didn't hear the wall. goings on. So they said, just keep an eye on the house. Tell me if, they, if you hear anything, right? I'm going to go take a nap. <laughs> it was late. He was tired. He had a long ride. It's like oh, eight right. miles on horseback. But policing. Or a carriage? I don't know, maybe. So, I say 1823, so I'm not sure. Volkswagen. uh, By Volkswagen, yes. (laughs) A good old covered wagon. Mm -hmm. Covered Volkswagen. uh, uh, About midnight, though, the cop left to watch the house. Here's the ruckus start to happen again, right? 
So he goes against the amped man at the neighbor's. It's a hard word to say, but the amped man. And he, uh, the amped man comes over. He hears the sounds of blows in, from inside the house. And he also hears Margarita shouting to everyone to keep doing it and to beat each other more. And um, so he knocks on the door. Let me in. They ignore him as they are wont to do with non-believers. And he, so he breaks into the ground floor. But I guess I'm not sure how the floor plan is. So he broke into some part of the house, right, on the ground floor. But the main common room had its own door, apparently, and its own window. So I'm not 100% sure what's going on here, but it has its own door and its window, and the door is barred. So he goes upstairs to see if anything's up there, and he finds on the, the, the big bedroom where everything's just wrecked, right? So he goes back downstairs, and he demands again to be let into the room where they all are beating themselves up. Apparently there's a window, as I said, and so they won't let him in. So, so he has someone break the window, and he... Puts it, uh, he looks in with a candle into the window and he sees, you know, chaos. There's like five men with their backs to the door, so you know, protect so they can't be broken in. And all, all over the floor, he just sees groups of people, he says, writhing and coiled together, some beating themselves, some beating other people, all over the room. It's a big room, apparently. And just it's just you know, a, a lunacy going on there, it's bedlam. Bedlam. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Is that a word? So, uh, so and he said it again. He says, uh, he sees Margarita, Margareta. I can't, I've called her Margarita three times. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I yes. kind of think I want a Margarita at this point. Tequila. <laughs> Strawberry. Ooh. And so he, uh, she is running around beating each other people up. If, again, if, if they aren't beaten well enough, she beats them herself. So again, she's a, she's a tough, tough woman. They broke in, they broke the, the door and uh, the, Police and the amped man and his authorities, they, they go around urging people, no, knock it off. Stop beating people. Hey. Stop beating yourself. <laughs> knock it off. Cool it. <laughs> Basically, sounds like they actually took it pretty, you know, in a, any name the big seat in America, it wouldn't be Billy Clubs out just beating the shit out of people. Billy Clubs. I mean, for yeah. sure, right? I'm thinking, wouldn't you think? To, to, not, to make mm. it stop? If Here they were white, like, there I, wouldn't be any Billy they Clubs. Might. If they have like white Peter t-shirts on, they're beating, they're, they won't stop beating each other. So the amp man says, you know what, get John Peter, he's an old man, get him out of the room. So they try to, and when they, when they try to pull John Peter out of the room, like several of the followers jump onto his body and, and have like a tug of war with this old man. The authorities finally win, they get him out of the room, and then they, they essentially, they break it up, and they have like a cop stand with a pod of just three or four people and babysit them in these little groups all about, about the room so they can't beat each other. And tell him, you know, we're going to stay here till the morning. Just shut up and stop hitting each other. But they, they don't. <laughs> they, they don't. They stop hitting themselves and hit each other. But what they do is all night long. So imagine this. There's a few cops in there. They have three or four people they have to look after in little groups of, across this, this large room. And all night long, the groups, instead of being, they're told to sh you know, not speak to each other. They are constantly all along exhorting each other to, you know, keep it up, urging them on. We can, oh it's the unbelievers are here, but we're going to beat them. I mean, it's that must like have. positive affirmations. <laughs> so what, they should have just ordered everybody to go home. Uh, you would think. Yeah. Well, they don't have a home no more. No, it's yeah, late. Too, no, but so, those, so? Uh, okay, if they have the energy to beat them, beat everybody <laughs> up, they have the energy to walk home. Uh, so the next morning, they bring the whole group before the magistrate, the local, the local authorities. And for some reason, though, they, they, just, they have a hearing, they take it down, and then they send everybody on their merry way. The, no one's arresting anything like that. The, the, the district amped man, 
he does fill out report, but he kind of takes his time to send it to Zurich. He takes a few days. And when he does finally send it to the, to the main court in Zurich, he, he says, these people are nuts. I think Margareta and Elizabeth should be in an insane asylum. The court agrees yeah. and gives that order, but by then it's too late. Uh-oh. So a few followers are sent to their homes, including Jacob Morf uh, and some others, right? This is like a day or two after the hearing. Uh, but Margareta goes back home. They patch up as best they can the wall on the second floor there. So they have a little bit of privacy if they're going to beat each other again. And uh, by that evening, uh, again, a day or two after the, the hearing, Margareta has 12 followers are up in that second floor bedroom. Okay? Back at it again. That's the scene, right? Trust me, it gets worse. Margareta and Elizabeth are lying on the bed. Elizabeth is, is badly beaten, so she's you know the worst for wear. The weapons lie all around the room still. Margareta announces that the devil has come back to do battle for, to battle for her personally, for the souls, you know, all the souls in the world again, apparently. Among the soul that's threatened, by the way, is her, her oldest brother, Casper. She calls him out by name for some reason. She tells everyone to start doing it again. Let's beat each other up. We'll drive out the devil that way. And they do. They start frantically beating the crap out of each other again. Themselves, others, what have you. This so is just chaos. Margar- Margareta, again, um, is, is in the middle of this chaos, exhorting them from the bed, right? She suddenly jumps up picks up an iron wedge from the floor. She goes to Casper, her brother, and she says, behold, the evil one is striving to possess thy soul. She then smashes Casper, her brother, in the head with the iron wedge. He reels backward, fall uh, to get away from her or just from the pain. It's like, oi. I'm assuming (laughs) he said something like that. And, uh, Margareta chases after him, smashes him on the head again with the iron wedge, opening up a huge gash, blood streaming down his face. He does not lift a finger to stop her. She's Margareta. Whatever she does is right. He ducks, (laughs) he turned to run, but he's not, he doesn't try. I mean, he could easily have stopped her and he he doesn't do a thing. No one else lifts a finger to stop her. He finally collapses onto the floor, lucky for him, so his father and Margaret Yagley drag him away, and they drag him downstairs. Uh, John Peter, the father, takes the opportunity now to make a business decision and leave, and he kind of sneaks out. He does not, however, go get help or warn anybody, like, okay, it's getting even more serious back there. He just kind of leaves. And I think he'd actually even come back later. Stupid. I know. But again, he's not going to you know, go against his... his saintly daughter, not, not a chance, she's Margareta. So back up in the room with the Chosen, Margareta says, the contest has been long and must now be decided. Blood must flow. Apparently she forgot that she had already opened the head of her brother. She asks everyone if everyone is ready to give their lives. They eagerly say yes, absolutely, but Margareta's not buying it. She says, I mean, this is all about her, right? So she says, no, no, I see you will not readily die, but I, I must die. Because remember... Margareta's all about Margareta. Elizabeth wants a piece of that glory, though, so she yells, I will gladly die for the saving of the souls of my brother and father. Strike me dead. Strike me dead. <laughs> so Poor I Elizabeth, laugh. man. Yeah, she's a little bit crazy. Mm-hmm. So Elizabeth lunges onto the bed and starts hitting her, her own head with a wooden mallet. Uh, this is Elizabeth. She's, uh, she, she's kind of my hero. She, Margareta, so, so Margareta suddenly gets this revelation that, okay, yeah, you know what? Elizabeth should be sacrificed to beat the devil. Hmm. So Margareta picks up a hammer 
and slams it into her sister's <sighs> head on the bed. The assembled go into a frenzy. Margareta orders, uh, I'm sorry, the, the bunch of them grab some weapons and start beating Elizabeth on the bed. Margareta orders Ursula the maid to get the iron wedge and finish off Elizabeth. Ursula begs off, says, no, no, I can't do that. Don't ask me to do that. Margareta screams for her to do it and saying, it is ordained. She promises to resurrect her sister soon. So just oh kill her already. Oh, I'm just going to resurrect her. Yeah. So what's the big deal? You guys stop being such wusses and pound her head with that iron wedge. John Moser at this point has had enough. He was the, uh, the blacksmith, I believe, right? He snatches a hammer and he rains down blows on Elizabeth's shoulders and breast, which to me seems odd, yeah. doesn't it? He, a sister, the sister Susanna, one of Margaret's older sisters, she starts hitting Elizabeth's body with a crowbar. Heinrich, uh, I think he was a servant, he starts smacking Elizabeth with a piece of the floor he tore off. Oh my God. <laughs> Uh, we shouldn't laugh. Marga- Margareta yells, God, strengthen your arms. Ursula, strike home. Die for Christ, Elizabeth. She already did. Elizabeth is perfectly willing. Finally, Ursula gets caught up in the frenzy, and she smashes that iron wedge into Elizabeth's skull. Elizabeth is dead. So, I told you it got worse. It's not over, though. Margareta sits next to Elizabeth's corpse on, with a blood-smeared hammer in her hand. She says, more blood blood must flow. I must die now. You must crucify me. You heard that right. Mm -hmm. Crucify me. (laughs) She's so extra. (laughs) She kind of is. Uh, Some beg people, they beg her not to make them do that, but Margaret is firm. She says, it is better that I should die than that thousands of souls should perish. Perish. So she takes the hammer, that blood-smeared hammer, and she smacks herself in the left temple with it. She's okay, though. She tries. <laughs> um, <laughs> Don't worry about Margaret. a little bump. Tough old lady. Tough young lady. She tries to give the hammer to John Mo- Moser or to Ursula to beat her. Because yeah. I guess they're stronger than she is, but they demur. They uh, demur, can you hear? They uh, Didn't say, know that word worked in that Don't want to do that. Don't make us do that. She orders them to hit her. So John Moser finally takes the hammer out of her hand and smacks her in the head with it. Luckily, she's only stunned. Or maybe not luckily. Yeah. Margareta then tells Ursula, okay, crucify me already. Do this. Let's do it. Ursula's not up for it. So Margareta tells her, you'll be responsible for all the souls that are lost if you don't crucify me. So, you know, no pressure. She sends Susanna, her sister, down to get nails, and she sends others to get wood. They just rip up floor planks. Yeah. Uh, No, they broke on Elizabeth's body, probably. (laughs) Heinrich, the servant, he had the guy who had snuck out, right? Right? Rather than go somewhere else and get the hell out of there, or I don't know, tell the police that this has been a murder, he um, he doesn't want anything to do with the crucifixion, right? So instead of leaving, though, he went down to the wood room just outside the house and started making vine steaks for the vineyard, or, you know, steaks for the vineyard. Just like, okay, you know, I got a job to do here. This is still a working farm, (laughs) I guess. That's that's his, uh, you know, uh, they're going to crucify her. I'm going to go and be busy here with my job. And so Susanna goes and finds him and uh, asks him for nails to crucify Margareta. So he picks out some suitable nails, calmly gives them to Susanna, and then quietly goes back about his business making vine steaks. Vine steaks. So 
That's huh. how weird these people are. Susanna returns, she goes back upstairs with the nails, and there, when she gets there, she finds Margareta lying on the bed. Her arms and her legs and her chest have wooden blocks beneath them. So she's splayed out, her you know, feet and legs beneath wood, some wooden blocks beneath each leg, two more wooden blocks beneath each hand, I guess, and, and I guess her forearms, and then a, a wooden block beneath her chest directly. So that's a, a sort of a makeshift crucifix on the bed that she's lying on. Uh-huh. Got the picture? Yep. I don't want to, though. I uh, know. <laughs> Ursula and John Moser then start nailing Margareta to the makeshift cross. First, they nail her hands and then her feet, uh, in, like essentially into the wooden blocks. Ursula swoons. So Margareta urges her on, go on, go on. God strengthen your arm. I will raise Elizabeth from the dead and rise myself in three days. Wonder where she got that. Three days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She now not for an instant, <laughs> by the way, did Margareta show any sign of pain or suffering whatsoever. One follower almost got sick. John Moser stood in, in the room with glassy eyes. Another person standing against a chest so he doesn't collapse. Ursula is weeping in a corner. And still, Margareta urges them on, says, I feel no pain. Be, be yourself strong. Now, drive a nail or a knife through my heart. Ursula tries to stab Margareta in the chest, but she, her hand is shaking so badly. She, I guess she goes off the breastbone and she just breaks the knife. Unfortunately, she, she kind of shanks it. <laughs> uh, ever resourceful, though, Margareta yells, Beat in my skull. God. Her followers are obedient, right? We've established that. So Conrad Moser takes a crowbar, and Ursula Kundig takes a hammer, and they both start beating Margareta about the head. Uh, their task is now complete. They've killed her. She's dead. She's crucified. And they, they uh, go downstairs. They're not going to know what to do with themselves. No, they aren't. It's uh, noon, right? So they go downstairs, God. and they have lunch. It's just fucking noon. <laughs> yeah. You guys feeling PB and J? No, why this is going on? Other followers are downstairs making food. I shit what you not. Food? I mean, they have to hear. I don't know. Mm. So that was the, the, the here's the aftermath. Essentially, uh, the police, a police officer came over not long after this ended, right? And he had a papers for John Peter to sign saying, uh, you know, produce your two dogs. Remember her daughter, uh, Elizabeth and Margareta are to be put into an insane asylum. So he's, uh, they tell him to sign this paper promising to produce your daughters in a, in a given date or whatever. And he calmly signs it and the cops goes on his way. He has no idea yeah. that the two people who are supposed to be turned in are both now dead upstairs. The next day, now remember, they're supposed to be resurrected, right? So the next day, someone goes to get Jacob Morph. So he was quite special to Margareta. So he should be there for the resurrection, they, they figure. He was, the, remember, the, the married yes. boy toy? Uh-huh. So they, did, they do not tell him what's happened when they go and get him. And they, on the horse whatever ride or walk, I don't know what they did, back into town, they don't tell him. They don't say anything until it gets inside the house. It's, it's a like, surprise. I guess so. Surprise. So they do say, surprise. They tell him what happened. And he's like just white with shock. He goes upstairs and he sees the scene. Two dead bodies. Why would you go up there? Uh, he, he has to see it, I guess. He sees it, so he bolts. He wants nothing to do with it. He's going to bless. <laughs> I'm out. He's not going to stick around for the resurrection. I'm sure they're very disappointed in him, but he takes off. Uh, never to be seen again. He He's doesn't fine. go to the police? No, he does not. He He's goes home people. and he takes to his sickbed. And he finally does the next day tell his pastor 
locally, though. Remember, he lives mm-hmm. a mile, a, a 10 miles away, whatever, which in those days was a long way away. Back in Wiedlisbach, the followers are waiting there in the house for Margareta to resurrect and also wake up her sister. Heinrich and Ursula, they go upstairs on Sunday and they take out the nails because they said, we think that will help her get up. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that's, what, that's what they told the court. Mm. It does not. So Monday and Tuesday pass in prayer and meditation, but still no resurrection. So the time is up now. Finally, John Peter, her father, goes to the district amped man. He travels to that, that not too far away city and he tells the authorities, um, my daughters are both dead. The authorities come over there, they arrest everybody, and later that year there's a trial and in Zurich, and results of that were this. Ursula got 16 years in jail. Conrad Moser and John Peter, the do- dad, got eight years. Susanna, what? I know, I don't know why. Susanna Peter, who got the nails, and John Moser got six years. Heinrich got four years. Jacob Morph, the boy toy, got three years. Margaret Yagla got two years. Barbara Bauman and Casper Peter got one year each. And Magdalena Moser, who was, I believe, John Moser's wife, she got six months, but with hard labor. <laughs> wow. So they, uh, that's, I mean, they didn't, did not end well for them. The house was ordered to be torn down. Its foundation was plowed over. And the magistrate who did the, the court hearing, he ordered that no house should ever be built on that spot again. It's a curse. Mm-hmm. No Amityville in this town. I'll tell you no. right now. Mm. No. What is it? Poltergeist. Poltergeist. That's is. right. You're right. Poltergeist. Before the town, before the, the house is torn down, though, what happens? Yes. A bunch of the true believers come by the house like a pilgrimage. It's a holy God. place. And one, one is heard to say, oh, that it had been me. I'm sorry. Oh, that it had been I who had died. And one, another says, oh, how many souls must she have delivered? So None. even after all this shit happened, these folks are still... You know, she's still a saint. What the hell? The sect didn't have any staying power. I, I, it didn't, well, you know, grow into a, a, a church because it didn't have. A, it probably would have if, if given enough time, but it, really? there weren't that many. There were never that many followers. It seems a little self-defeating. <laughs> to killing what? to have yourself crucified. Yeah, <laughs> to kill your sister and have yourself crucified. So that was the story of the Swiss Miss versus Satan. I'm gonna say she won. Yikes. Yeah. I okay. Don't so think uh, really, shots in the dark. Was it just a mass delusion or did they really beat satan yes or no maybe it's like a nice little combo of both like there's a little bit of cult action going yeah. on but like satan you never know where he is he might have been around mm-hmm. they might have helped i'm just mm-hmm. saying jack you looked uh suspicious Not that's suspicious. the word <laughs> <laughs> you don't think you're satan Excuse me? You don't think Satan was there? No. I think it might have been schizophrenia. Ooh. That's that's what I was thinking. Or that. I mean, delusions <laughs> of religious grandeur are a very common yes, yep. symptom. You know? Who knows? Jesus Christ. Why you got to ruin our day like this? <laughs> Sorry about that one. Hey, listen, hope you really enjoyed that story because it's an uplifting tale. <laughs> oh, goodness. That's it. <laughs> That's all, we, that's all I have for you. Uh, I didn't want to end it on a low note, but there's no other way. Carrie, tell them what they need to know. Go to koalastothemax.com. <laughs> if you just click it a, a bunch of times, a picture of a koala will pop up. Oh, that I was going to say they need to know Satan doesn't need a door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, that's oh, t-shirt. Yeah, that's t-shirt. the takeaway from this episode. <clears throat> weird, weird world t-shirt, Satan doesn't need a door. Are you going to talk about uh, um, Sure. Coms? 
Uh, follow me on Instagram at Weird World Podcast. Follow me on Twitter. Uh, because I have way more followers than Dean does. The devil. What are you? What's your count now, Dean? I don't know. <laughs> more than you? <laughs> no. Uh, how about our website? Weirdworld.com. No, it's or, not. Or weirdworldpodcast.com. We got a Twitter. I just said that. Weird World Pod. Pod. Mm-hmm. Okay. With and a paltry number of followers. Oh, you're such a scumbag. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, what about Patreon? Patreon. Patreon. Okay, well, that's it. I hope you enjoyed. <laughs> Until next time. <laughs> oh, wait, we're on Facebook, too. Sorry. Um, yeah. Well done. To apologize. Good. good ending. Okay, that's it. Love you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Bye. Goodbye. Thank you for listening, listeners. <laughs>